This ad-free podcast is part of your Slate Plus membership. Lucky you. Hello and welcome to this mini episode of Big Mood, Little Mood. I'm your host, Danny M. Lavery, and this show is for you, our Plus subscribers. Our guest this week is Esther Jaffe, a marine microbiologist, and here we are reading a letter from a listener. I um, I wish so much there was a way I could figure out to like incorporate uh, either clams or seagrass into our final <laughs> question. That remains to be seen. But if, if you wouldn't mind um, reading that last letter. It would be my pleasure. So the title is insulting infatuation question mark i'm a trans woman with a trans mask friend i've known for five years we've been out to each other that whole time i've recently developed a crush on him in a vacuum i don't think admitting this crush would ruin our friendship even if he didn't reciprocate my feelings i'd trust us both to handle any possible awkwardness but i've always been the lesbian in our friend group for as long as the group has existed I'm worried that my crush on him will be seen as, purposefully or not, an invalidation of his gender identity. I don't see or think of him as a woman at all and am attracted to him as a guy. But I can't deny that, despite the fact that I'm not 100% immune to having crushes on men, this is a bit of an anomaly helped along by the intimacy of a close personal friendship. He's very secure in his gender identity, but it doesn't seem unreasonable to think that his very lesbian friend confessing attraction to him would feel at best weird and at worst insulting, even if he knows I don't mean it to be. I think that trickiness on top of the awkwardness of admitting a crush on a friend seems like something that could damage a friendship. Should I admit how I feel or try to move past these feelings? This was so sweet. And in many ways felt like the sort of analog to a question that has been popping up a little bit more frequently on the show, which has been various people writing in to say some variation on, I think I'm a lesbian. I'd like to call myself a lesbian. It feels useful and invigorating and exciting to think of myself as a lesbian, but I'm worried that there's some sort of test that I won't be able to pass because, you know, I, you know, I had a boyfriend in college and I don't wish that he was dead. Um, or, you know, a, a guy flirted with, with me once and I didn't immediately want to throw myself into the sun. Like I was just like, that's, that's nice. Thank you. Um, and so I've, I've been kind of spending a little time lately doing a, a bit of sort of like handholding of like, yes, you could be a lesbian, like language should serve you, not the other way around. Um, and now I find it really sweet, uh, to hear from somebody who's really like earnestly worried, like, is my lesbianism going to hurt this guy? Um, and you know, I, I will, I suppose just begin by like, uh, acknowledging the answer that I'm going to get towards, which is like letter writer. I don't think you're doing anything wrong. Uh, I don't think that you have been like secretly trying to undermine your friend's transition in your mind. And I don't think that, you know, your interest in him needs to function like a sort of like mathematical proof that could potentially unsettle either one of you from your position. So that's kind of where I'm starting from. Um, I don't know if you had a sort of initial reading on this or if you shared any of the letter writer's concerns or if you thought there were potentially ways in which uh, such a crush could uh, offend somebody else. Um, so I, I'd love to hear um, where you started with that. So I thought this letter was incredibly sweet, incredibly charming, really lovely. And this was one of the ones I did a dry run of sorts with my fiance with. And she was like, oh, this is the hardest one. I was like, what? Why? And 
I do think for some people, there is that track record of when we're in these sometimes kind of precarious friend groups of other people who are gay and trans, that can be the most wonderful thing in the world. And I'm I'm totally on board. I think it is the most wonderful thing in the world. And it can also, at times of extremity, be the scariest thing in the world because these people are your island. This is so much of your identity can get wrapped up in your friends and in your group acceptance and in, as you describe, your, your role in the group can feel at odds with your feelings and with your evolving sense of self. So we talked it through a little bit, and we did come to the conclusion that this is really sweet and totally wonderful, but also that I, I super do understand the reservations here because this is— this there, LGBT people already have such situations of precarity to deal with socially, familially, and an island like this is such a big deal that I completely— one of the first things I wanted to do was recognize for the letter writer— this is hard stuff to talk about. This is important stuff. And I think you are doing an amazing job already of articulating how you feel. And I don't think there are going to be the problems that you think there are, but you're not unreasonable in thinking that this is a, a precarious situation. I, I think the only thing that I would add to that is I think it can be a precarious situation. I don't believe that it has to be. There are definitely ways in which uh, things can get tricky or ways in which people might consider different identities to be sort of like loaded in in context of like their own dating life. But like in terms of the world as it is, you know, a lot of lesbians date trans guys. I don't know how else to put that. Like it's also true that like lots of bisexual people date trans guys and lots of people have different understandings of their own like identities. I, I just mean like, this is this is a known thing, you know, like it, it. this was a problem on the L word, the original go around. This was a problem in comic strips in the 80s and the 70s. This was, you know, I, I don't want to necessarily describe it as a problem because it's not always historically been a problem, but it certainly has sometimes brought up for various people certain fears or uncertainties around what does this mean for me and what does this mean for you? Uh, is this like a math problem? Does this therefore mean if I have a crush on you that I then, in order not to be invalidating your identity, I have to go get a crush on a cis guy of equal or greater value to you in the next six months? Otherwise, I have to return you to the guy store. And I, I just really want to encourage you, letter writer, to not think about it in terms of equations or like, I, I, you know, take yourself at your word when you say like, I have a crush on my friend. I really do see him as a guy. I don't normally have crushes on guys. Every once in a while, one slips through. I don't usually want to do anything about my crushes on guys. In this case, I do. Um, that's all you're thinking about right now, not whether or not this invalidates ideas about, you know, the gaseous permeability of lesbianism um, or of transmasculinity, for that matter. There's a long and rich history <laughs> of, and, you know, like sometimes, I don't know, like, I, I just, I find this so charming because like I, just the other week I was talking with a friend of mine and like we were trying to um, like delineate a distinction about a different friend of ours. And I was like, well, is she the kind of lesbian who dates trans men generally? Or is she the kind of lesbian who doesn't date trans men? As if those were like, you know, the two main kinds. There's <laughs> Again, like, there's lots who don't and that's also fine and great. It's just like kind of like how there's always been a lot of permeability between like cis gay and trans communities. like. 
there's there's a there there, I guess. It's just what I'm trying to say. And it's not just about like, oh, we don't really see you as the person that you are. And we're all just like lying to you as a favor. It's like queer and trans people hang out a lot and like sometimes, you know, step across different boundaries. And it doesn't mean that you, you know, if you were to say like, hey, I want to go out, would you be open to it that you would then have to like send out cards to all your friends saying like, I renounce my lesbianism there are definitely people who have like strong feelings about like you must in that situation call yourself bisexual. Those people aren't the boss of you. Um, you know, they might have something interesting that you find useful. They might not. Like I, I just feel really strongly if you're like, I'm a lesbian. I occasionally date trans guys. Fight me. You know, like I, that seems perfectly reasonable and sane and lovely and fine. And I think if you were to say to your friend, like, I kind of think you're cute. This one surprised me a little bit. Do you ever think that it'd be fun to go out? Um, you know, great. And if he says that really hurts and offends me, you know, I hope that you could then say, I'm really sorry. I didn't mean it to. It sounds like you don't want to go out. Let's not go out. Is that like, is that, is this too Pollyanna-ish? Am I, am I living in a fantasy world? Do you think? I think I spend perhaps too much time interacting with other early 20-somethings to wholly endorse the the total sense of idealism, though I certainly feel idealistic. I feel great about this person's chances moving forward. I'm not sure the historical angle is necessarily the one to rationalize how they're feeling here. Um, because like, she's come to us saying, I'm known as the lesbian in the friend group, but what she doesn't say is, I'm a lesbian and it's really important to me. Like, I think that there's a distinction there between, like, my friends have come to see me in this role, and I'm starting to feel a little bit like this this word that used to be perhaps really empowering, perhaps really, really great for me as a social tool to know who I connected with. Now this word is starting to feel a little bit like an albatross around my neck because there's this Mm. hot guy, and I don't feel lesbian about this hot guy. I Mm -hmm. feel, I feel attracted in a way that in some ways feels counterintuitive to my vision of myself as my social vision of myself as a lesbian. So so what do I do? So so how do I approach this? And so it seemed almost like a social engineering problem to me because mm-hmm. it seems like what she wants is not to go, hey, just so you know, I'm I am a lesbian, but I include in some really interesting historical ways transmasculinity in that vision of my attraction model, which is awesome, which is great when yeah. that happens. But I do think that this is somebody who wants to go to her friend and say, like, hey, man, this might be totally out of left field, but over the last few months or weeks or whatever, I've had a pretty major crush on you. I'm I'm not really used to feeling this way, especially about a guy, but I sincerely think you're—and then, you you know— I admire so much the way you wear masculinity, the way that you you do this, the way you talk about this. It's made me think about things in a new way. It's made me, I think it's it's fun, it's exciting, it's sexy. I never thought a man was sexy this way before. So I don't want to, you know, take this in any particular direction, unless of course you you like have a particular outcome you want. So maybe your outcome that you want is, so I was wondering if you'd want to get drinks next week, maybe you know, in a way that would be a little less as friends and more as, you know, exploring this kind of attraction because I am really attracted to you. Or maybe maybe you want to hook up. Maybe that's what you're moving towards. But knowing what you want 
going into this conversation is going to be a huge deal because you're coming to this person who you've known for five years, who's super confident about their gender identity, who you feel confident that the two of you together could get through any awkwardness. Like you say that in your letter that you don't think awkwardness is going to kill this friendship. So it's okay to be a little bit awkward, but to make an ask or not even just to make an ask to go. So I value so much your your opinion, your your way of walking in the world. I think you are amazing. And, you know, however you want to move forward with this, I don't want to move forward with this alone. I'd love to be able to talk with you more because, you know, five years, man, you know, this has been a great friendship and it's meant so much to me. Beyond all this, beyond anything I just said, you mean so much to me. And I think that's a really good way to not like hedge, not like try and make this a conversation about your identity, but make this a conversation about the fact you think this guy is hot. Like, congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I, I think that's so useful. And I'm so glad that you kind of redirected us back to that particular line. That was, um, I think, a, a really necessary reading. Um, and I had mostly just been wanting to stress, like, the reason that I want to encourage a lot of, not like, blasé devil may careness about labels, but just like it, it, it is very sad to me when I see like real life queer and trans people who want closeness, intimacy, sex, friendship, queer community, and feel like they are doing it wrong um, by not first getting all the identity labels lined up and like in the proper order. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that's so true. Like, as you say, it's it's not even like the letter writer is like, I'm freaking out about what this means for me and my identity. Please reassure me that I'm allowed to use like my own words or whatever. It's, you know, this has kind of become its own, like, not necessarily like a running joke, but like, this is like my role within the friend group. It's not a hundred percent accurate. And like in the past, it didn't really matter because there was nothing like on my horizon that would have conflicted with it, but now there kind of is. And so I would just, yeah, I would really stress like, it's fine if that's been kind of like the thing and you just want to like provide everyone with like an update or not even everyone, just your friend. And like, worry about whether or not you want to update other people a little bit later, depending. Um, but yeah, if if that's been just kind of the thing and the the guy that you're interested in has a question or two about it, then I think you absolutely can just share what you said here, which is like, yeah, it's, you know, mostly true. Didn't have any reason to like say like, oh, by the way, there's like a theoretical 2% or like, you know, something else that might come up in the future. Um, maybe at times it was like, fun, useful, helpful in my own transition, maybe had nothing to do with my own transition. It was just like, it worked for me for a while. Um, but here's how I feel. Um, and, and I think just really trust that like, if you say so, like honestly, and without also like trying to like wear a hair shirt or say, I feel terrible that your friend is not going to say like, this is insulting to me. Um, even if he says like, I'm flattered, but you know, that sounds too complicated or I'm flattered, but I don't feel the same way. Um, then that's just like the regular level of awkwardness that you get when you hit on a friend where you just say like, thank you for hearing me out. I'm going to go be a little embarrassed and I will call you when I feel less embarrassed until then, please let me, you know, lick my wounds in private. And I think that's fine and sane and all of that sounds really, really good. And I hope I didn't like bend too far in the opposite direction of being like, words mean nothing, you know, do, do whatever you want. Anything is lesbianism. (laughs) This hat is lesbianism. I just like, to to me, it's like, you know, where are you in your life? What's happening? Who's your community? Who's your people? Not, you know, fill out this quiz and then find out if you passed into lesbianism or not. And good luck. I hope things go great, regardless of whether or not your friend wants to hook up or go out too. I hope you feel um, 
like you've at least been able to see a path forward towards the possibility of talking about it. And I'm so glad you ran this by your fiance. That's very charming. Um, and yeah. and uh, <laughs> if your fiance ever wants to come on the show, um, bonus points if they are a sea captain of some sort. Alas, she is not, but she is a martial artist. She does jujitsu and she's the smartest person in the entire world. Um, Esther, you're so very I, cool. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you so much. I, I think she's cooler, uh, but I do think I'm very cool. So thank you. Thank you for joining us on Big Mood, Little Mood with me, Danny Lavery. Our producer is Phil Circus, who also composed our theme music. Don't miss an episode of the show. Head to slate.com slash mood to sign up to subscribe or hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you're using right now. Thanks. Also, if you can, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We'd love to know what you think. If you want more Big Mood, Little Mood, you should join Slate Plus, Slate's membership program. Members get an extra episode of Big Mood, Little Mood every Friday, and you'll get to hear more advice and conversations with the guest. And as a Slate Plus member, you'll also be supporting the show. Go to slate.com forward slash mood plus to sign up. It's just $1 for your first month. If you'd like me to read your letter on the show, maybe you need a little advice, maybe some big advice, head to slate.com slash mood to find our Big Mood, Little Mood listener question form, or find a link in the description on the platform you're using right now. Thanks for listening.